1: Hello everyone. Hope you're all having a nice, wonderful Tuesday. Uh, it is Oscar nominations day uh, and we have a lot to talk about. I'm uh, Entertainment Weekly's executive editor, Jared Hall. Uh, you might know me from our awardist podcast uh, and hopefully you've been uh, keeping track of all of that all season long. Joining me today is uh, editor in chief at Entertainment Weekly, Patrick Gomez. Patrick, are you there? Hi there. Glad uh, glad you're with me. What's what's funny, uh, I don't know, maybe just to me, not anyone else, is that Patrick and I are both at Sundance. We're at various locations around Park City, um, and uh, we're, we're doing all of this, and then we're about to head the road back to Los Angeles. But there is so much to talk about today, Patrick, with these nominations.
0: It is a weird um, list, Jared. It is a weird list.
1: It really is. There are some uh, things that I was really fearful that were going to happen and did happen, um one of them i did not expect to happen but um i want to i want to ease in before we jump right into those things that um just have us so like baffled and scratching our heads um this is a wild number to me there were 321 feature films eligible this year uh and there are 9341 voting members um of the academy so that's how many people we're looking at here uh, Netflix scored the most nominations with 18, though Disney will tell you they got the most with 20 because of the split between, uh, you know, their Searchlight and Disney proper and all of that. Um, and then Apple got 13, uh, Searchlight, it got 13, Universal 13, Warner Brothers 9, A24 got seven. But in terms of individual films leading the way, Oppenheimer scored the most, which I think was pretty much expected. They got 13. Poor Things got 11. Killers of the Flower Moon uh, scored 10. Barbie got eight. Maestro uh, got seven nominations. And then American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, and The Zone of Interest all scored five nominations. Um, quite a morning for a lot of those films. So congratulations to all of them. Um, uh, there's a bit of um, history made for Martin Scorsese. He is now the oldest Uh, directing nominee at 81 years old.
0: Congrats to him.
1: Indeed. Yeah. And this is his 10th directing nomination, Uh, his 16th overall. He has some, uh, you know, best picture nominations as well. And then John Williams, good old John Williams. He just keeps going. Uh, He, uh, he already had the record um, for uh, music scoring nominations, but he continues to add to that record. He got his 49th this year. That is his fifty. fourth oscar nomination overall and that is the most for any living person but walt disney uh still has the record for 59 which is just um that is a staggering number um
0: yeah if anyone's gonna do it though it's gonna be him
1: (laughs) uh yeah yeah Well, well yeah we'll see how many scores he can crank out um and then interesting tidbit um, thanks to uh, 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 Alan and Johannes, our head of social, for noticing this, people talking about it uh, right here on uh, X, um, that Issa Rae is in three of the nominated films. Barbie and American Fiction are both Best Picture nominees. And then she uh, is also uh, a voice actor in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is a Best Animated Feature nominee. So there's, there's uh, like some secret sauce perhaps going on there with Issa. I don't know what it is, but congrats to her.
0: I mean it, it, she's great in everything that she does so I'm not surprised yeah. but yeah I mean 3 in 1 year is, is quite a feat.
1: Yeah that's that's a that's a really cool accomplishment. All right. Well, um I guess we can start digging into the nominations. Uh let's sure let's go ahead and start with best picture. Um the, the nominees are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, the zone of interest. Uh, that is quite a good list. And it is a uh, fairly expected list. I think one that um, one that's not in there that that people, uh, you know, when it when it first came out, uh, people kind of thought it was going to be in there, but it has died off quite quickly in January is the color purple. Uh, we were a little hesitant to call it a snub because of uh, how it dropped off in the past few weeks, though. But um, did did you think there was still a chance for it, Patrick?
0: I I thought so. I mean, it's such a strong cast. Uh, but I think it's reflected in the fact that I mean, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit. It's I think it's reflected in the fact that um, that it didn't get more nominations in the acting categories as well. That it, it kind of yeah. unfortunately arrived with a little bit of a dud and continues the legacy of the Color Purple um not necessarily getting its due at the oscars uh it kind of a, a repeat of of uh right. the a non-musical film um right right so yeah so yes i i wouldn't say i was shocked um I, but if you'd asked me like three or four months ago i would have said oh yeah that'll definitely be on the list
1: mm-hmm yeah uh i i i am right there with you um there was another film that uh Because of all of the names involved, uh, and once people started seeing this film, there was like, oh, this one, you know, would stand to reason that it will get in because it's a film directed by Todd Haynes and starring natalie portman and julianne moore all previous oscar winners uh and charles melton was getting a lot of attention but may december did not make the cut again one that i'm not really surprised just because of the way things have gone for that film uh as of late but um and then uh, you know Saltburn did not receive any nominations today uh i'm not entirely surprised i thought it might have gotten in on some technical categories perhaps production design cinematography uh, and all of us strangers was also completely shut out, which is just absolutely heartbreaking. It, uh, it truly is one of the best pictures, I think, of, of 2024 in my top three. Um, I, and I, I was really hopeful at least that Andrew Hague's screenplay would get in, was really hoping for an Andrew Scott, uh, best actor nomination. Alas, it's, it's really interesting how some of these campaigns just don't Catch on,
0: yeah. I mean, look, you—you you and I both are huge Saltburn fans. Um, I, uh, I, th- I think Charles Melton in particular was deserving of May December. the The movie yes. as a whole, I, I don't know that. I, I think the 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 parts were better than the sum, in my yeah. opinion, of that movie. Um, so I was I was hoping that Charles was going to get, but there was yeah, there was a lot of people that had the narrative of. Oh, these people are gonna have their moment and and be nominated this year and then just completely some of it's particularly in mean, these acting categories, there's just so many people left out. And none of the people that got in are yeah. like they didn't get replaced by anyone that's super shocking, but right. but uh just, these lists are not what anyone was anticipating. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, um, you know, there is there's one category where uh someone uh did not make the cut. Uh, and I want to jump to that because it's, um, it is certainly what folks are talking about all over social media. Let's jump to best actress where the nominees are Annette Benny for Nyad, Lily Gladstone for killers of the flower moon, Sandra Ulla for anatomy of a fall, Carrie Mulligan for maestro and Emma stone for poor things. The name I did not say is Margot Robbie for Barbie. um, which I, we we very much considered a, a snub today she landed all kinds of precursor nominations and this is the one as i kind of teased at the at the top of this that uh i was really afraid that she was not going to get in because we knew ryan gosling was a lock for supporting actor and so for for ken to get nominated and barbie not it feels a little on the nose the kind of the whole point uh, or
0: certainly parts of the point of that film. I mean, I know we're going to talk about director uh, eventually, so you know, it, 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 yeah. yeah, the nominations here were all over the place. And I I will say that obviously when Barbie first came out, um I think it was like, "Oh, like might get globes," but like maybe not oscars and then like as the as the upswell of just support for this film continued from you know and it kind of became this cultural moment it was suddenly a big contender but even then i think if you asked us before uh uh, before all the critics uh nominations and all the and the globes and and all of that uh i i think we all would have said that Oh the film might get it and Greta definitely will get it and we'll get to that in a minute um yeah um, but but and maybe Ryan but like Margot like I don't know but then all of a sudden she was getting all these uh awards that I was like okay yes a hundred percent she's a lock um yep. and I, yeah it's just it's it's shocking to me I also just like hate that Fantasia Burino's not not in this as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Greta Lee did not get in. Oh God, Greta Lee, that one hurts really bad too. Yeah. And I will say, look, I I think Lily Gladstone is fantastic, and I've said this uh to you multiple times. To me, that is a supporting, supporting. size role. Um, yep. and I think it was a politics thing of like wanting to make sure that she was getting her due for this movie and being pointed as a as a lead character in it. But again, I think it was a supporting character, uh, a supporting role. Um, I've, I'm so happy that Carrie Mulligan's in there. I think to me, that yeah. was my favorite lead actress performance of the year, actually. Mm. Um, mm. and Emma Stone's fantastic as well. Um, Annette Benning, we'll talk about, uh, about Nyad, uh, I think more in a minute. Um, it's, it's a great list, but it's, it's just, it's lacking by not having, it, it's just, it's such a glaring omission yeah. for Margot in particular, yeah. but, but yeah. Greta as well.
1: Yeah, well, and, and worth noting, by the way, that, uh, Margot is a nominee, uh, for Best Picture as a producer of Barbie. So yeah, let's talk Best Director, where, uh, Greta Gerwig did not make the cut, uh, uh, at least, Fortunately, one woman did get in, Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, the rest of the list, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. Christopher Nolan, you know, Shocker, Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things. And then Jonathan Glazer got in for The Zone of Interest. Um, I mean, look, this is a category where I could have seen, in addition to you know, thinking Greta should have been in there, Celine Song for Past Lives. Uh, this, this is a, a year I really thought uh, the category could have been dominated by women.
0: It definitely could have, uh, you know. Again, not to take anything away from any of these people nominated here. It's just like it. it, I was I was speaking to to some of our colleagues um, earlier today, and the discussion came to like there's there's so many best picture nominees. It it just seems rude to to have such a limited number of director nominees. Directors, um, just because it it just it it's a little imbalanced. um, And you know, obviously, we could spend hours discussing uh discussing the academy's choices on categories and numbers and all of that but uh yeah the other thing i'll say is i i really i mean i'm sure bradley is thrilled to be nominated for best actor again i keep skipping ahead for us but i I, i'm sure he's thrilled to be nominated for for best actor but i do wonder if he had to choose between the two if he would have preferred a best director nomination and i'm not saying necessarily that i would place him in it um, over any of these people but I, I, i I just personally have a feeling that he probably was like really hoping for a director nom even more than the acting one.
1: Uh, yeah, that that's a great point. Um, Cause he puts, gosh, he puts so much time and work into that. Uh, got the screenplay nomination though. He was a, a surprise there. So um, good, good on him for that. Um, so as we dive into, well, let's, let's talk about a few more of the surprises. Uh, Cause we were talking about Barbie a bit. Um, America Ferreira, who, Um, she's, she's, of course, she's been part of the conversation and kind of looming this whole time ever since, um, uh, you know, the, the film came out, uh, mostly because of that, that big, incredible, uh, scene where she gives a, it's like a two minute speech on, on, uh, you know, being a woman and, uh, you know, what is expected of women. Um, is she just, I think knocked it out of the park with that, but, uh I, I know there's there are there a lot of folks who didn't care for that scene as well, because they thought it was a little too on the nose. Um, she was picking up some various awards, uh, you know, like honors, I will call them, you know, uh, uh, spotlight awards and even from Critics' Choice the see her award. Um, and so we weren't really sure if she was really going to get the nomination because... You know th- those things aren't necessarily voted on by by bigger by bigger voting bodies um but this morning she uh she made the cut and um a lot of people are are really happy to see that happen, especially considering that Margot didn't get in uh and and Ryan Gosling would have been the sole um acting nominee so what where are your feelings on america getting that spot?
0: well you know she she basically got nominated for giving a fantastic speech and i think um (laughs) giving fantastic speeches or 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 having standout moments uh at all these award shows where you know to your point the people voting for the winners might not be people voting for oscars but the people in the room are voting at the oscars uh Mm -hmm. i i do think this see her uh, speech that she gave at the Critics' Choice Awards, which was during the nomination um, voting period, which was the 11th right. to the 16th. That was on the 14th, so if anyone was holding their ballot and saw her give that speech, um, I think she, um, very, I mean, you know, sometimes we have these people come out and just, like, yeah, Kihui Kwan, I think, was one of them that, like, you know, you just kept seeing yeah. him. You kept seeing him, I call it, give good speech, uh, you kept seeing him give good speech. And I think that that ha- there is a major impact there because if you are like, Oh, it's Jennifer Coolidge, the same thing. It's like, if you see them give a good speech, you want to be in the room when they give a good speech again. And so I, I think, you know, if you're voting, you're like, Oh man, I just like not only love their performance, but also love them and want to see them up on that stage to like be entertaining and, and, and make or move me. And I think that America did that even though she wasn't winning awards uh that were being voted on she was getting giving you know presenting and and doing really well um you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if her even if her co-presenters maybe aren't going with the bit as well as she is um you know uh but uh that's your speech as well i i I I think that her campaign was quieter than a lot of people's but um clearly it worked and and i think um it'll be interesting uh, to see all this plays out, because obviously um, there's Emily Blunt with Oppenheimer, Daniel Brooks, Color Purple, Jodie Foster, Nia, uh, Devine, Joy Randolph for the holdovers. Um, I, I, I would personally, I mean, God, this category is stacked. I think it's, <laughs> I think right? it's, I think it's also um, uh, fantastic to point out that the last time Jodie Foster was nominated in support after she was 14 years old. Like that's really cool, yeah. um, uh, and to have her back in the category is really fun um uh yeah this this category god i think maybe to me the most uh even in terms of Mm -hmm. in terms of just uh, like i was gonna say i had favorites but and and i i do think it's probably gonna go to Davine. um and would love that for her Uh, but but it is a very to me this is yeah to me this is the most equal category
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, I uh, it's it's and especially after a, a lot of these films you know I watched them a second time and it made it even harder for me to decide uh, who I really felt like I kind of had the edge here. Um it's just some really incredible work by by all these women. Um I want to talk about another we're calling him a surprise because um it was a it was a pretty late surge in the season for this person who um certainly gives a a, a really good performance. He's great in every Everything. sterling k brown for american fiction um getting in there he got the sag nomination uh you know some other things uh, critics choice um and this was the one that i was really like oh is he is he going to get it but there was you know that mounting support you could feel the love in the industry as you know we we are at events and talk to people and there it is he got in there the first one announced for that category this morning uh he's competing uh alongside robert de niro for killers of the flower moon robert downey jr for oppenheimer ryan gosling of course for barbie and then mark ruffalo for, uh, for poor things mark getting in over willem defoe uh, which is also interesting because the academy and actors love willem Dafoe, so that was one that I was like, I, it's it's going to go to either one, but I don't think both will get in, and um, and that's that's unfortunately what happened. But Robert Downey Jr. has been kind of dominating here as of late. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I think I think this is a he's definitely the the lead contender right now, and we'll see how the the campaign goes. Um, it's it's I i'm surprised with the mark ruffalo and i love mark ruffalo so much not only as an actor but i just think uh, he's just like such a like nice person and and uh want the best for him but i am really surprised just because i i thought willem Defoe's uh uh performance was a lot uh, had a, and this is this is not a dig on mark ruffalo i just thought the character was written with a lot more uh to do um whereas in mark's was a lot more like one note um Mm -hmm. and again that's not a dig on him as an actor that's just like the way the parts were written the part yeah um so so i am surprised a little bit there but i'm thrilled for sterling um yeah this i mean you know ew was an early champion of american fiction um and i am so glad to see them getting some attention uh and and i think sterling in particular um is a is a his role is is so complex and could be really caricature um Mm -hmm. and i thought that he did a really fantastic job of of playing playing all of that in a very nuanced way and also like not having a ton of screen time um uh really um you know it's like robert de niro i would you know we i discussed lily being supporting uh, Robert mm-hmm. is really the co-lead. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a uh, Chicago situation is the one I always go back to. It's, it's the, the, it's the fact that the two leads were male in this. And so, you know, obviously, uh, I understand Leo going for lead and, and, um, De Niro going for, mm-hmm. for supporting, but, uh, it's, you know, it, and Downey Jr. too. is like a huge, huge part of that movie, um, yeah. in a way that I think the rest of these are actually supporting actors, um, and sometimes, you know, size of the part does come in into play, unless you're Judy Dench, um, uh, <laughs> right. who was very deserving. But again, you know, yes. like you would pop in, like, America Frederick pops in. I mean, her character was in more of it, but like, really, like, having a mm-hmm. one moment that it's all about. Um, it, yeah. I, so I'm thrilled for yeah. Sterling, I guess, is my, is my takeaway here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's, uh, he, he's so good in it. Like you said, not in it long, but, uh, he makes the most of his time. Um, uh, and I'm going to get more um, Joey Nolfe's thoughts on this uh, on the Awarders podcast later in the week. But he does have, uh, I, I mean, I guess "quote unquote" theory we'll call it is that um, Sterling's nomination here does still kind of go to show that uh, playing a gay character goes a long way with Academy voters. Obviously, uh, it's it's in that category along with you know physical transformations uh, and that kind of thing. What are your feelings on that in this case?
0: Um. I mean i think it's really i mean all of this is just so subjective it's 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 hard to uh it's hard to dive into in yeah. into that because it's it's at the end of the day it, I, uh, these awards i think and it ultimately should make you like the people should make you feel something and yep. they can make you laugh they could make you cry they could do that by being a total cgi character or they could do that by being themselves or they could do that with a bunch of prosthetics it it, it, sometimes I think it's harder when you're doing it under all that sort of stuff. Um, but, Mm -hmm. but beyond that, um, uh, it's it really at the end of the day to me should be about like, are you, are you affected effective at making me feel something and Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel authentic. Um, and that could be, again, that could, it could help or hurt you. Yeah.
1: Um you brought up uh well we've been talking about Lily Gladstone and Robert De Niro. Uh I do also want to note though that uh Leonardo DiCaprio uh who's a lead contender for this film did not get nominated here. Um he also though by the way did not get a SAG nomination or um a BAFTA nomination. So it's not uh completely a surprise that he's not on this list, but he is also fantastic in the film and uh you know he was getting some precursor nominations and honors. So um We we did include him as a snub here. Also, really interesting that the Killers of the Flower Moon script, written by Martin Scorsese and Eric Roth, did not get nominated uh, in the adapted screenplay category. uh, Especially given that the film got a Best Picture nomination, um, and you know, it's just it's it's so funny the way these things shake out sometimes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I I think what's tough, particularly with Killers of the Flower Moon. And, and, and I was about to say this and then was like, oh, but obviously Oppenheimer's runtime is really, is, is quite significant as well. Um, but I do, but Oppenheimer, I think, uh, chugs along at a, at a faster clip. Um, mm-hmm. And I do wonder um, how much Killers of the Flower Moon maybe um, was not dinged, because obviously it got nominations, but I, I do wonder if there wasn't just a little bit of exhaustion with the runtime of that film. Um, that could have contributed to it not getting as many nominations as we thought it might.
1: Right. Yeah, completely fair on that point. Um, I, and I, I guess I also uh, thought to a certain extent that um, it was going to get in there because, you know, there, there, there was so much conversation about the script of this film, uh, which really deviated from the book that it was based on, the book focusing more on the FBI. And this screenplay, though, focusing more on the... Osage people and what was being done to them. Granted, it still wasn't uh, the story wasn't specifically about them uh, and and their lives, but more so what these people were doing to them. Um, so it's yeah, it's hey, that was such an interesting one, and uh, I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but I, I I felt like given that you know we knew Marty was going to get nominated, we knew the film was going to be nominated, um, that it also just felt like it made sense that. The screenplay would get nominated alas the writers said otherwise um uh you did uh you did mention fantasia burino uh being snubbed for the color purple uh which is i i know when you and i saw the film my gosh i keep forgetting when it was it was late late may early june we were like oh that there's an oscar nominee another oscar nominee from uh american idol um and Alas, that one also did not happen. Um, by the way, I want to mention another director snub, uh, Alexander Payne for The Holdovers. I'm quite surprised by
0: Yeah, I mean, there was, there's, I mean, and it still could happen, but as as um, The Holdovers was continuing to do well, um, I, I, there was a moment I thought there there could be an upsell and there still could be that it could take best picture. I, I, I think Oppenheimer um is the front runner for sure but i I really felt like there's just been this like upswell for holdovers as well as poor things um but i thought holdovers maybe had the momentum um to to maybe overtake oppenheimer um but the the lack of that nomination makes me feel a a little otherwise now which is unfortunate because i think he did a fantastic job yeah,
1: I'm with you. There was a time in in all the the run up to all of this that, um, like I was saying, you know, you you hear people around town talking about Sterling K. Brown. Have you seen that performance? And I would hear people say the same kind of thing about the holdovers. And I was like, Oh, are we going to have a are we going to have a situation here on uh, the big day when <laughs> uh, you know that that Best Picture envelope is announced or opened, and there's a different. Uh, movie listed there that's not oppenheimer um by the way let's talk about that for best picture what right now do you think could be the upset in the category
0: well i mean like i said i think i i think holdovers could take i think holdovers and Four things have the best uh chance but i could also see there being uh an upswell of support for barbie in um response mm. to Greta and Margot not getting um nominations in directing and and uh best actress. Uh so I could see there being this kind of uh how could you not do that? So I'm I'm voting for that just, just uh to make sure that they right. get up on that stage. Um so I I think as much as as much as I hate that Greta and, and Margot didn't get nominated, um, I think it actually gives them a better shot at Best Picture. So maybe ultimately it gets them an oscar anyway. <laughs>
1: hmm. No, that's that's a really interesting theory uh and honestly I could I could see people doing that. Um and uh also worth mentioning Greta did get in for um best uh adapted screenplay this was a bit of a kind of a controversy very early in the season joey nofi and i on the uh, Awarders podcast we were talking about some early predictions and we said that film for adapted screenplay and and um we were very kindly corrected by the folks behind that film saying actually it's been submitted for original screenplay and we're like oh interesting um but fine and then, you know, um, a few weeks ago, the, uh, the announcement came through that it has been moved to adapted screenplay because it is based on existing IP, but there are no actual stories surrounding Barbie that it's adapted from. So that's a, that was, that was a bit of a tricky and, and divisive
0: one. People definitely had some thoughts there. Um, do you think it's in the, the in the right category it shocked me um that it not shocked me i, I wasn't like gasping but um mm. it, it was a surprise to me that it wasn't considered an original screen I, I thought it was this like weird um almost like not that not that adapted screenplays are easier to do but i i think it did a disservice to yes the character of barbie existed but right but like not like this in any way, shape mm-hmm. or form. Um, and so right. I thought it kind of, it kind of didn't, didn't give credit to the creativity of putting that script together um, that uh, other, ad- and, and it's not the only film that's ever had that situation where like, it's been based on a book, but they completely change everything about it, you know, that sort of thing. Um That's it's, yeah, it's just, it's, to me, it was a little bit of a, of a, a ding to, to, The work that was done in writing that script Mm -hmm.
1: well speaking of original let's talk about uh quickly here the best original song category because two songs from barbie did get in which if my research serves me correctly uh no more than two songs from a film can be nominated uh the two from this one are the expected ones i'm just ken as well as what was i made for um Patrick, I know you were at the Critics' Choice Awards, and and I've heard some others talking about the fact that I'm just Ken, which won at CCAs, could take the win from the expected winners, Billie Eilish and Phineas. What did, were you getting that kind of vibe as well?
0: Um, I think it kind of like broke the seal. Is is how mm. I put it. Of I think everyone kept like there kept being this narrative of like oh, like would there will there be an upset will there be an upset and I think I think the critics choi- I think the critics almost like gave permission for that to happen now um, mm. I, I think it was one of those things was like oh yeah because it is a sillier song and and all of that but it also is very character developing um, yes and uh, you know I I also appreciate that it is a song that's that's actually like performed in the movie um which as a musical fan i'm always uh, i always enjoy like (laughs) getting something that's first that's at the forefront what was i made for is perfectly used in the film as well you know it's not a situation where like it's a song that just plays over the beginning of the credits sort of situation Mm -hmm. at all so i'm not discrediting it Mm -hmm. but you know there's there's a lot going for i'm just ken um and i think brian gosling becoming a meme in his reaction to, to the win at the Critics' Choice Awards doesn't <laughs> doesn't hurt uh, matters. Like, you know, again, I, I often think about the, similar to a political campaign, like, it is those, like, moments that you kind of permeate beyond the voting body that just, like, gets your name in there. And, and I think that that was um, certainly something that happened there. Um, so in it's similar to America Ferreira. I think um, he is helping, helping that case for sure. Um, yeah. And... Uh, uh, it, it, I also just love that Flaming Hot <laughs> has yeah. come in. The, yeah, you know the other nominees are I, "The Fire Inside" from Flaming Hot, um, music and lyrics by Dan Warren. Uh, we have "I'm Just Ken," um, "It Never Went Away" from American Symphony, um, music and lyrics by John Baptiste and uh, Dan Wilson. I'm um, gonna say this incorrectly. I am sure um but uh the translation is a song for my people from killers of the flower moon um music and lyrics by scott george and then what was i made for as you mentioned by billy Eilish yeah. and phineas o'connell uh, I, I just for all of the discourse on flaming hot um diane yeah. uh, i you know diane warren is a um is a mainstay in this category um yeah. so good uh, happy for yeah. her <laughs> yeah it's her
1: 392nd nomination or something like that <laughs> um no really like uh 4 or 14th i believe and she, and she has the honorary win as well um all right well uh i'm kind of scrolling the, the nominations list here again quickly but i feel like we've covered most of this any any closing thoughts from you patrick
0: again as i started it is just a weird list and i don't that and again that's not to discredit any of the nominees i think uh everyone here was very um deserving um but Mm -hmm. it is just not at all what we were expecting to be talking about today um and uh even in the like uh, i was i was in a meeting today with some um people from our uh sister brand of people and we were discussing it and you know we were expecting there to be some some big movies with some smaller movies but the Bigger movies that got in weren't the bigger movies we were expecting, and the smaller movies that got right. in weren't the smaller movies we were expecting. So it, it wasn't even that we thought it was going to be like a whole blockbuster year or a whole like smaller film year. The, the mix is still similar to what we thought. It's just like, yeah, there's just been, I think there was, to me, there was more support for naya than i was expecting there was less Mm -hmm. support um for killers of the flower moon and barbie than i was expecting um it just yeah it was like everyone took the names and kind of put them in a blender and and what came out was was completely different smoothie than i was expecting yeah yeah that is for sure
1: well um we we of course have so much coverage at ew.com that folks can check out uh We spoke with Lily Gladstone uh, this morning, as well as America Ferreira about their nominations, but also uh, the snubs for uh, people, uh, you know, on their films. Uh, We have that uh, and a look at just other um, historic uh, nominations. Uh, Really be sure to check out our snubs and surprises to get uh, some really uh, full analysis on all of those as well. Um. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us for now because Patrick, we got to, we got to head to the airport.
0: <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. The God, inter- between this and squeezing an Emmy's in the middle of awards, of this uh, beginning of the year award season, like the, yeah. the entertainment industry is trying to kill us Jared, but we will survive. Uh, we will persevere.
1: We'll survive. We are not going to be Jennifer Coolidge and Tanya on the White Lotus. We will, we will get off the boat safely. Um, All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for joining us and uh, be sure to uh, check us out. Like I said, EW.com as well as the Awardist podcast. Thanks for joining us and see you soon, Patrick. See you soon. This episode of The Awardist is hosted and produced by Jared Hall and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening.